Welcome to the Awakened Legend Podcast. I'm your host, Latrenda George. <laughs> so we're starting from now or have you got the setup going? No, we're starting from now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, to introduce myself, I uh, my name is Lynn Grafton and I... Uh, well, I do several things, if I'm honest. Uh, um, I am currently trying to set up my own my own branding as a flamed lioness. Um, I am on Instagram with um, my one minute diaries, which is just following and documenting documenting my my day to day life and what I do, and little lessons and little nuggets that are a minute long that I've learned throughout the day. Um, I also run a podcast that you have been on, and yeah. I've had. Some- lovely feedback from um, and uh, uh, it's called A Couple With Mental Health and it's basically me looking into the stories of mental health as an individual experience rather than mental health is such a blanket term it, it doesn't really give justice to the stories of the individual and that's why I do it on my podcast so each and every person gets a chance to tell their individual stories and it might help somebody out there. I also help look after, they keep saying manager, but I don't like the term if I'm honest. (laughs) (laughs) I help um, look after a band called Shonen. Oh, yeah, that's just, they they go by the genre of metal hip hop lounge, lounge music. It is something different. So if you're into any three of those top uh, genres, go and check them out. They are on Facebook and and uh, Instagram. And uh, I'm also oh, well. I'll be starting uni in September to do uh, psychology with counselling psychotherapy because I'd hope to be one day. A clinical psychologist with counseling experience and counseling uh, education so that I can one day hopefully fingers crossed yes own my own practice so yeah that's me in a nutshell you got a lot going on girl <laughs> <laughs> you know what and that's not even including my personal life because I also have two children that are, are classed as disabled and my son is on the autism spectrum Okay. And my daughter is type one diabetic. Okay. So I have that as well. Um, but I never, you never notice it until you say it out loud, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. So that there, maintaining your mental health, just with your lifestyle, with all the great things you got going on, and being a mother and being very involved with her children. Mm. And then you do things in nature. I know you do some hiking and all these other great things you're doing. (laughs) My way to reconnect is to be by water. Um, And I come from a little seaside town in the middle of nowhere. Um, And I think that is to me home. When I'm by water, I feel like home. Yes. And um, there's a, a lovely little place around the corner from where I live. I say around the corner, it is a, at least a 20 minute drive, but to me it's just around the corner. Um, <laughs> it, it's, and it's got a lovely little um, gorge that you can just kind of, you can go climbing on the rocks and stuff like that. But I like to take my shoes and socks off, stand in the water, because it's clean enough to stand in. It's, it's very clear actually. 
Um, and I like to stand with my feet in, feet in the water and meditate for a good five, ten minutes. Any longer, my feet feel like they're about to freeze off. So I, I try not to. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a nice, it brings me back to myself. And I have had a lot of struggles. I myself suffer from, um, you know what, I don't like the idea of suffer. I live with um, uh, high-functioning anxiety and depression. Okay. Um, so if nobody knows what that is, that is basically me. Um, it's me. There's always a constant low level. I think it's also what gives me a lot of empathy for people that uh, and compassion for people who have mental health issues mm -hmm. because mine's a constant low level um, and it can creep without me realizing it because I am high functioning because. I don't look like the bog standard person with depression or anything like that because I've got such a handle on it now that most days I feel perfectly well and fine and happy and bubbly and and then all of a sudden it'll slowly creep up and up and up and then I'll be like, all right, there's something wrong. And just lately I had one of those crashes and it 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 it, it does, the best way to put it, it does just suck because you're like, it puts a halt to everything and you just get frustrated at yourself and all that lot but it's one of those that if I know that once I name and shame it mm -hmm. once I name the demon and I yeah. go right I know this is my depression talking how do I come back from it and then once I've recognized it named it I can go into my how do I manage it and get it back to how it was and that it takes a bit of time Mm -hmm. um, and seriously, it, for everybody, it takes your own set of time for your own needs. Don't, don't think there is a set time for everything. It, love for everyone, like, you'll be done in two weeks. It can take <laughs> two months. It can take two years. It, it can take two days. It literally is whatever it takes for you to get yourself back on level. Um, and it, it just, it does suck, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's what one of the questions I had for you, and I'm glad you mentioned what occurred just you know recently with you, because mm. I was wondering dealing with mental illness. What are some of the best non-medical ways that you found to deal with it? Like when you get down this, what are some things that some of your techniques? My te personally, for me, mm -hmm. a meaningful conversation. It's yeah. amazing how much one truly amazing conversation where you put your phone down you don't pay attention to anything else you just all focused on them and you look like looking into people's eyes is very difficult for me I feel uncomfortable because I, I literally feel what they're feeling so it, it's very overwhelming mm -hmm. like they you know how they say the, the eyes of the window to the soul for me i if I, if somebody is sad and i can see it through their eyes it's so overwhelming that i've known to stop myself talking to give them a hug because it's just like i can see it in your eyes mm -hmm. so i find that difficult but if i'm in a meaningful conversation now again meaningful is different to everybody it's just it gives you center and it gives you a connection and between that person or group of people um, and for me, if I have that meaningful conversation with somebody where I don't pay attention to nothing, time does not exist, you're kind of in a bubble, it sort of like relieves some of it for me. 
And it can be a half an hour conversation. It can be an hour conversation. It can be an all day conversation. But once I'm in it and then I come out of it, I feel like a sigh of relief because you're able to talk about stuff in a free space. And you realize like once you start talking and people are truly listening, you're listening to them. It not only helps get stuff off, but you feel validated and your feelings are validated. So I think a a deep, meaningful conversation, whatever is interpreted as meaningful to you is always going to help because somebody's truly listening and you're listening to them. I think that also is the power of connection to really be connected to someone in a conversation, being totally present, Mm. right? To feel that deep connection, you have to be totally present. And then you can receive what you need to receive from that conversation. And that, that like times where I've had conversations with people and they'll be like, well, have you ever realized this about that? And I'm like, Oh, I hadn't realized that. But if I hadn't have had that connection and that conversation, it wouldn't have given me that like 20 things that were absolutely random that are never going to stick. But that one little bit of nugget of information is valued and take, take, it, take it on and move it on to what you need for something else and help you move on from a certain situation. You don't get that in any other form, but I personally believe person to person. Mm-hmm. Like, you might not be in the same room, but when you can see somebody's face and they're talking and you can see that, that connection is that you can't, you can't buy that feeling. It's, 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 yeah. And you're certainly never going to find it on the telephone yeah. or by a text. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those like we are as human, we are social creatures. So we need to connect. It's part of our nature. I think people forget that. It's like, Oh, but I connect through technology or I connect through, I, I connect through a text or something like that or social media. You're like, no, 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 no. That's not connection. That's still keeping yourself as a third party. Yeah. When you start giving your time to somebody and somebody's giving their time to you because you mean that much to them and they mean that much to you, nothing compares to that feeling. It's just the power of human connection. Like you say, we're social creatures and we have to connect in, mm-hmm. in the same space, you know, in the same space to really receive from one another and the power of words. Like you say, you could have a situation and you never thought about looking at that way. And that person said, and then something just, this is like that light bulb. It clicks or that aha moment. It's like, Oh wow. And it's almost to the point where you could feel whatever you're going through kind of lift off you. Right. Cause when you're done with that conversation, you feel lighter. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. it's, It's amazing. It's like some of that, with that connection, it's like somebody's reached in and gone, let me take that weight off your shoulder. Yes. Let's move it away from you. Now you can breathe and think. And it literally is a connection with somebody is like taking the weight off their shoulders while they're doing it for you. It's like yeah. you're reaching across from each other and just going, ah, there you go. Pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Down. <laughs> and that's, that's the power of communication and why communication, even in relationships, um, it could be romantic relationships or not, mm. so important. It's essential to have time to be totally present in communication. Because when the communication stops, it just unravels, slowly unravels. And I speak very, yeah, I understand that one completely because I've had three 
relationships since I was 17 and they've been serious relationships and I can honestly say hand on heart that 90% of the breakdown was because we no longer communicated on each and every one mm-hmm. so I would I would definitely say communication is always needed in a friend in an open space where and even if you have to set the parameters of right we're going to speak but within this time this bubble that we're speaking we're not allowed to get annoyed with each other we're not allowed to so you've got your your boundaries set mm-hmm. and speak so you've set up something you can speak freely in because then you both or how many parties within it you all feel safe enough to go right these are what's being said now speak your truth yes because mis- miscommunication a lot of times is the problem like someone makes a statement and we interpret away but that's not how intentionally that person meet for that to have that type of effect on us and but when you have that communication and that open dialogue with the boundary set mm-hmm. everyone is able to speak from a place of truth so yeah. it's a more clear understanding i think we also we, we we are very easy to when we interpret it we interpret interpret it in the way that we would do things yes they would do things or how they would say things we took so very quick to see it from our own point of view and i think when it comes you you can't have communication and understanding of each other and compassion for each other if you do not see or are at least willing to see every point i i have this i've had this um theory in my head for ages and there seems to be some sort of common line as i'm looking more and more into mental health as well as ways to help with it and uh, with every with any given situation that happens, whether it be, I don't know, your, your, an argument kicks off over a certain situation or two people, uh, you know, friends are battling over something. Within it, any given situation, somebody can experience, more than one person can experience the same situation, yet everybody's interpretation will be different, so their stories will be slightly different. So because you are taking in how it made you feel, it affects how you relay the story. So what you keep telling in your head might not necessarily be what what actually happened because you're going on what you felt, how it made you feel at the time. So it slightly skews how what the situation was. Yet if you look at the other person's situation, it made uh, other person's view, they saw the situation in a different way because their feelings <laughs> made them adjust how it was. But I found that if you take how many people, how many parties there are within like this, any given situation and look at the bits that are exactly the same. Mm. Because no matter what they felt, there is still a situation where these bits were always going to be the same. And that's where the truth lies. And that's where you can use that truth to make, to, to get people to see the other side. Cause they're like, no, look, you all took this, yeah. this situation, because you don't have to necessarily be there to be able to discuss it. And well, I'm going to be a counselor. It's, uh, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. uh, so it's going, right, these are the bits that align. I'll say two parties are arguing. Both of your arguments align here. So this is where your element of truth. 
So from this element of truth, where did your emotions come from? And if people was to look, oh, well, this made me feel this way, this made me feel this way, you have a better understanding of, rather than taking in the situation of that's how it happened, no, the situation happened, they're both the same for, for both of you, your feelings made you interpret it a different way. And then that's when you can actually make people understand how the situation made them feel. What a Oh, sorry, go on. No, this is a good authorization for you to be able to realize that because a lot of times when you're in um, a discussion with someone or you're arguing about something and these feelings are, are responding, right? So the truth. Yeah. A lot of times it's not only about the feelings, it's your past experiences of what happened when you felt yeah. that way before. So a person who have not dealt with the issue, say they got abandoned by their parents or, you know, things that could be stuff from your inner child, you know, that you were hurt. And so when someone responds to where you're responding to that pain, that past experience, yeah. to the place where you are today. Look, that's the thing is, if you were to recognize the feeling it, that that situation give you, and they're going, well, that's not, that's not what was meant by it. Then you can go, why did I feel like that? Yeah. Well, I felt like that because so many people have done that before. Well, that's them. That's not this person. And then you can recognize where the, the connection lied, where, where the connection to that feeling at that moment of time. But it's also don't judge yourself for feeling that way. I think it's very, very easy to go. Once you've realized something, and it might be realizing that it's not their fault or it's just, oh, you overreacted or... You are justified on feeling that way, but you shouldn't have done what you did next. Or something. We're very quick to judge ourselves for it. I'd, there's a reason why you felt like that. It's okay to feel like that. Just don't put that onto anybody else because that's they're also dealing with their stuff and they wouldn't want you to put it. And it goes both ways. Yeah, vice versa, yes. Mm. And so, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, I was coming to the end of it, so go on. <laughs> but when I'm thinking about that, when you recognize that point where, okay, this feeling keeps coming up, that's a point of healing. That's a point yeah. where you recognize this is something that's continuing. And when you can, I guess in the counseling session, you can realize, okay, this is a point where if we do the work, we can heal this so we don't have to respond from that feeling going mm. forth. And it takes a process, right? Because some things... <laughs> That happened maybe very traumatic in your life or is this a process but there's a thing of, of when it comes to feelings we earn anger and upset we carry around it a lot with us um and every stress or turmoil we go through i mean i did a practice the other day to see how many i'd say I wouldn't say some were life-changing turmoils, but turmoils in life. Mm -hmm. And ones that were, that changed, if I'd done something different, could have changed massively. And I counted 45. Wow. 45. Now, it was three pages long, and at times it made me cry, I'm not going to lie. But then I had a thought to myself, and it was all these past feelings, yeah, some of them I am still dealing with. But if I was to carry them around me, with me, everywhere I went, that would be for, like, it'd be like, every time you carry anger or upset with you, it's like 
somebody else has cut you, but you're continuing to let it bleed so they can see what they've done. You know, you're the one getting hurt. And I thought to myself, if I'd carried 45 cuts on me <laughs> for all my past, I would have no blood left in my body. Wow. When you carry hurt, hate and anger, although sometimes in some cases you can completely understand why you'd be hurt and why you'd be angry but when you continuously carry that anger hurt hate and all that lot it's like you are they've cut you but you're continuing to bleed anytime that that healing looks like it's about to happen you reopen it because you want them to see what you've done what they've done to you you've got to justify the hurt because if you don't, if they can't see it, then how are you going to heal from it? How are they going to know what they've done? Does it really matter? They know what they've done, but you've got to take it in yourself and go, you know what? I'm fed up of bleeding. It's time to heal that scar. It's yes. time to, and it's so easy to pick those scabs. We yes. all know we've been yes. there. Yes. 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 And you're so itching to just reveal it. And you're just like, no, 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 no. And it is like, it is recognizing the feeling so you can let them go. Recognizing where they came from to not just forgive the person, mm -hmm. forgive yourself. Because if you take responsibility, like every part, anything that's ever happened in your life, I can guarantee at least even if it's 0.5 percent some of it was your responsibility and i can i would put my my life on to say if you take part of that responsibility and take it in on yourself you're gonna heal a hell of a lot quicker yes you're gonna heal a hell of a lot quicker like when i when a past relationship had just ended i was like well i took this person on this is a person i wanted to be with and they hurt me, but I chose to be with that person. So I take that responsibility on. Yes. Change that what they hurt for me, but I chose to invest in that person. So my taking responsibility from it and going, well, I chose it. I understand that maybe I didn't choose correctly. What can I learn from this? Take responsibility. What can I learn? It's not an easy process. It's easier said than done, but... <laughs> You take responsibility for just that little bit. You no longer want to pick up those scars. You just want to leave them. That's so very true, especially with dealing with relationships. You know, when especially when we allow ourselves to be, we choose the person, we allow them to come into our space, mm -hmm. we open up our heart to them, we get emotionally attached, we tend to, at some point, ignore the red flags mm -hmm. because we're emotionally attached, right? And yes. especially as women, we want to, um, that nurturing instinct just comes out, right? And so oh, yeah. because of that, we tend to ignore some red flags. And so then when we get hurt in the end, it's one of those things that we can, like you say, just keep picking that scab and let it continue to bleed. Or we can look at the lessons learned. Okay. What did I do? You know, how did I contribute to this? Mm -hmm. Right. I did some things. I ignored some signals. I wasn't acting up my truth. How can I prepare myself better for the next relationship? Yep. And each relationship that we chose to get in is a gift because it makes us a better person, even through the pain. Once yep. you get to that point and you look back, it's like, wow, to me, it, it, it helped me 
I know in my past relationship, it helped me to understand me more, understand what I really want more, understanding that how much my inner compass loves me so much, it communicates with me all the time. It's just that if I chose to ignore it, that's the decision I'm making. And so it really teaches you to embrace your truth on a higher level. Each relationship is a learning process. And it, it's, you should never regret being in a relationship with someone because you, you get the lesson learned. And it's the gift to open your heart and to love. Um, There's blessings that come out of it. Yeah, I've just started getting into Lisa Nichols. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be honest, I know, I've heard of her before, but I hadn't really looked into her properly. and her view on um relationships whether it be friendship or not or friendship or actual being in a relationship has very much changed a lot of views for me when she was saying is it life giving lifetime and life purpose mm-hmm. and i was like and then when i look back i was like yep I can see where everybody fits into those categories. <laughs> um, and it's, it's an amazing thing that when you realize that I look at these people and some, I, I don't know if you do this yourself, but you look back and go, a lot of the time, there's a lot of people in your life that literally just build a purpose. Mm-hmm. Not many are for lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not many are for lifetimes. And I think a lot of mental health issues does stem from people trying to make purposeful relationships into lifetime relationships because they've invested so much time in them and i'm i'm just like yeah but if if you if you you learn to do something you play a game you play say you play a computer game and you can't get past the level you don't just come you know keep doing it because it's you know you've done it all that always done it that way you're obviously doing it something wrong because you're not leveling up so how about you try something else? Mm-hmm. You don't keep investing time into something that's not right, obviously. And not only that, but if it's fit its purpose, what are you supposed to do after that? Yes. Well, you've hit the goal. You set goals so you can set new ones so you can level yourself up and get back. Yes, it is heartbreaking when people come and go and leave and or they either take themselves out of your life or you distance yourself. Generally, once I've noticed myself that once something's hit its purpose, they we drift away. We might still be friendly, mm-hmm. but that's it. And it's recognizing that that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Because I was very much a person, as I was growing up, um, see, my mental health issues started from when I would have been about, well, I, when I look back, I would recognize them from about 14, okay. um, 13, 14. And um, yeah, there's been a lot of things where I'd be like, I tried to see the good in people and I would really try to see the good in people. Some people were just not deserving of my time. And I would be wasting all this time when I realized and I look back now, it's like, oh my God, woman, you're wasting your time on people that were there to t- teach you a single lesson, a single lesson. In some cases, it wasn't even a full lesson. It, it was just a class. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was literally like, you know, 
even in it for the, for the term, you're in it for a class. There's a reason for that person to be in that class. Like they've turned up, been a substitute teacher, taught you one lesson off your pop. That's it. And, but it's recognizing the difference. I think is very, very hard for people because yeah. when you're with mental health issues or they can be the start of it, you feel it so deeply. Um, I did a, a podcast yesterday and a girl said, the, 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 the woman I was doing the podcast with said something to me that really did make me think, this is the beauty of doing those things. And I'm sure you know this one yourself. You start, you hear stuff and you go, wow, that's, that's amazing insight. And she said, people with mental health issues feel things so much deeper mm-hmm. because we never want anybody to feel the way we do. Wow. And it's like, yeah yes completely like i know so many people with mental health issues which are the most kindest caring compassionate people in the world yet they're fighting their demons every minute of every day but boy some of them you won't even know Mm -hmm. but they would do everything in their power to make sure that even if it was for five minutes that somebody wouldn't feel that same way. And it is because you know what that demon is like that you would never wish it upon anybody, not even your worst enemy, mm-hmm. because it's such a, it's like trawling through mud while trying to smile. It's just not happening. Yeah. And it, it is, it takes a lot, but if you're focused on, oh, I suppose it comes down to the service of others, but the the feelings that you feel when you're through mental health issues, when you're in that deepest, darkest black hole, if you know somebody could feel like that, no matter how big your black hole is, you are making sure somebody else's is smaller. And it's it, it did a, I, when she said it to me, I was like, you know what? can't deny you on that one that is so true and it takes it it can take making your black hole a bit bigger but it it's like it helps you as well at the same time because you're like you know you somebody's somebody's safe Mm -hmm. that's what it is is somebody's safe yeah it's and then also it just reminds me of those who have battling mental health issues and when they are have so much compassion from others and they're dealing with their own stuff, it's just show you how much a warrior spirit they have. Oh God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just like you just to be able to still give right. All mm-hmm. your, all your own slump, all your own black hole, all your own demons you're fine, but you still find your strength to not want anyone else to experience what you're experiencing. Some of my closest friends um, have bipolar schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And they are, if I, if I said to them, like, within a heartbeat, I might not speak to them for months on end. Mm-hmm. If I, I've got one. Um, she's the most loveliest woman in the world. I nicknamed her my muse because she always gives me a different way of thinking. Um, every time I speak to her, she always seems to leave me with a little bit of nugget of 
beautiful like way of thinking. <laughs> so she's my muse. Um, I might not see her for months. I had some. I went a year without seeing her. But if I was to call her tomorrow and said, like, I need you now, there is no way that she would move heaven and hell just to make sure that I was okay. If she couldn't see me then, I would, she would speak on the phone to me. She would be there in some form, way or other, because she knows that if it got to the point where you're reaching out and asking for help, you need the help. Yes. You need the help. And she... And she's, she's going through so much in her head of her own, and yet she'd still do that is something that to me is true strength. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. I am so grateful for her. That there, everyone needs someone like that. You know, so everyone needs that muse, that, that someone that you can call and they just respond. It's mm -hmm. not, they're not being judgmental. They're just being there to help you get through that rough part and they truly care. They will move heaven and earth for you like, to uh, show up. It's like uh, when John Pearson says, you pick your friends that want good for you. Like they feel your pain when you're in pain. Yes. You're happy when you're happy. There's no hidden agenda. There's no, if you've got a friend, I I'll tell you now this. If you've got a friend and you're speaking to them about how something's gone bad and they're like, they're so in it, but as soon as something goes but good, they don't want to know. Get rid, get rid. Because speaking from somebody who has mental health issues, those people will destroy any part of your well-being whatsoever. If you're getting yourself on level ground and you're around those people, that ground will swallow up and take you whole. It yes. will not. It will not happen. You need to know that the people around you feel your pain when you feel pain. Feel happy when you feel happy. Feel sad when you feel sad. And vice versa. If you cannot 100% say that they would feel, get rid. Get mm -hmm. rid. Or if you can't get rid, distance. Because yes. I will guarantee your mental health will... Even if it doesn't go sky high, we'll definitely be at a better level. Yes. And that's true for friendships, family relationships, all types yeah. of relationships. It's very important to have people around you that support you and what you're doing, what you're going through, no matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing, that they're there even, for you. Even if they don't understand, because yeah. I have friends, that, like I have two girlfriends that I have known for over a decade. One of them suffers from mental health issues the same way I do. One doesn't. And one that doesn't, she does struggle to understand. And it's, it is, it's hard for her, but she still does her best to listen, still does her best to try and understand. It, so I, if you, even if they're not in the same place as you, even if they just, they, they have no idea what you go through, have no idea what they understand, you know, nothing of, but if they're taking the time out to try and understand you, then that's great. If they don't, then you need to get rid. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no other way of putting it because you're worth more. You're yeah. worth more than what they're giving you. We, uh, yeah, I, I, I truly believe like, I'm luckily enough to have 
it's a small circle, but I have a handful of people that I trust with my life. Mm -hmm. I, there's a handful of people I trust with my kids. That's saying something. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I understand exactly. <laughs> I feel the same way. I have two little ones too. And I understand it's only a handful of people that I really trust with Joshua and Isaiah. <laughs> you trust, it's like the thing is like, it's not the sudden, it's not even me. It's like, if I trust you with my kids, I really trust you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but that's, that, that's the thing. It's like, I really believe that I'm, there's always your circle of tight friends that are like that are always going to be small they're always that that circle is always going to be small don't get confused by what you see on tv and these large group of friends you know you watch like comedy central and you'll see like friends and and bloody big bang theory and they'll have all these groups of people and stuff like that it never is like that I can guarantee you, you'll have about four or five tight friends. Then everything, everybody else is a friend or an acquaintance. Yes. You might respect them. You might, you might even love them, but I can guarantee they will not be in your circle the same way those people are. Yes. Cause even in the groups of friends, it's still friends in the group that are tired than all the friends. Right. So you still yeah. have a circle of that four or five. That's really, you know, that, that meat of that group. And then everybody yeah. else is more like the associates, the, the acquaintances, you know, they, they hang around us too, but they're not part of that, that yeah. inner circle. Yeah. And so if you realize that you've only got even one person that you're tight with mm -hmm. and that, you know, as the saying goes, ride or die kind of person. Yes. <laughs> don't worry. You've got one. Yes. And if you realize you haven't got any like that, time to change your circle of people yes time to shift up it's, it's going to sting it's going to hurt there's going to be tears there's going to be upsets there's going to be lost confusion the lot yes yeah no good they were never your people to begin with mm -hmm. they never go, you may go through a period of loneliness but the more you mm -hmm. be true to yourself and do things you enjoy you will meet in individuals that are more like-minded mm-hmm and that's so important to really do you. And then you can welcome in the friends and the relationships that can really connect to you on a deeper level. Oh yeah. And it, I know it's, it's, I'm, I really turned my life around about five years ago, came mm -hmm. out of a very mentally abusive relationship. Um, and I was like, I've got to start changing stuff. And it's been a five-year process and I'm still not even there. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning more about me every single day. I'm still making mistakes probably every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I am still in a lot better place surrounded by people who care about me more than I ever was five years ago. Yeah. Another point for mental health. Don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yes. Not what others are today. Because you have no idea what their battles are. And it's so easy to look at somebody and go, oh, well, they're not struggling. No, but you have no idea. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Their wall could be, their, their face, outside face can be so strong. But when they're inside, they're crumbling just as much as you are. Yes. That's and, what you 
Go on, sorry. No, I'm just saying that's why you should never envy another person's life. You should mm -hmm. never want to be someone else other than yourself because you don't know what that person, they may look good all on the outside, look like they all have it together, but you have no idea what demons they're fighting behind closed doors. You have no idea. And like recently, we, you know, we hear about these celebrities or individuals committing suicide, right? And so it looked like they got a good life on the outside, but there was so much more going on behind closed doors with them. Yes. It reminds me of um, a little something that happened to me a few years ago. We're talking 10 years ago. I used to be part of a, like a mummy group, like an internet mummy group. And one of the mums was just got herself erased and was all congratulating her. I was like, oh, and I, without thinking, I turned around and went, oh, I wish I made as much as you do. And she got really angry at me. Now, at the time, I couldn't understand. Why is she getting angry at me? I'm, I'm, I'm saying she's done good. I just would like to be like that. And she was getting angry. Like, you have no idea how I, how hard it, what I've worked to get to this. I didn't just wish it and it happened. Blah blah. blah. And I, I was like, I couldn't. I was like, why is she being such a bitch for? Like, I was, you know. And then I realized, like, as I said, ten years on, I get why she was angry. Mm -hmm. She didn't just sit there and wish for it. She worked a backside off for it. She. She did what she had to do, and then somebody comes along and demeans what she's saying by, oh, I wish I had what you had. And it's mm -hmm. just like, no, that's not how it works. So I was just like, I thought about it the other day, and I was just like, I get why she was so angry. And I totally agree with her. If I'd heard that, if somebody said to me, no, oh, I wish I was in the same mental place you were, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Go, go ahead, go ahead. Be yourself, Lynn. <laughs> if somebody was saying that, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I've worked my backside off to get where I am for the last five years. Mm -hmm. I have no idea on the journey that I'm going on, just knowing I'm on the right path. It's like following the yellow brick road. You know the Wizard of Oz is somewhere at the end, mm -hmm. but you're just following this road. And to be fair, sometimes you don't even know if that wizard's in that castle. You just know there's something down there that you want to be at. Yeah. And I know I would, if somebody was to say, oh, I wish I was going off to uni. I wish I was doing this. I'd be like, you have no idea what I've done to get to this point and what I still have to do in the future. So I was like, yeah, I was, I realized that I was just wishing because I wasn't doing myself. Yes. And it was comparing my life to what she'd done when without knowing how much work she'd put into it. So I was like, if I was still speaking to her now, I would actually say sorry because I, I truly believe that I I spoke without using my own I was very, very ignorant to what was really going on. Um that's another thing as well. A lot of people don't realise how ignorant they are to life and everything. It's so mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've realized that we're starting, sorry, that's my cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I realized how ignorant I was to a lot of stuff and how unwilling beforehand I was to admit I was wrong. Yeah. And there is no shame in saying you're wrong. Absolutely none. If anything, people will respect you more because it takes a lot of courage to go, you know what? I was wrong. 
I see now where I went wrong through A, B and C. I'm apologizing to you. I know words won't matter, actions will, and I will do those consistently. And that, that's, that's, the, that's the best apology anybody can ever give you is to change their ways and do it consistently. Yes, yes. And then also forgive yourself for the wrongs you've done, right? Don't hold mm -hmm. yourself. Don't feel guilty and all these things. You know, forgive yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we learn lessons every day as we go along. Yeah. Right. And so we're going to make mistakes. We're going to make wrong decisions, but we learn, we learn, we become a better person every day. But like you said, it's nothing like a person admitting they are wrong and then being consistent in the right course of action. And right. even, even if they don't turn around and say, sorry, cause like say if you break up with somebody or your friends part ways, even if you never get to say sorry, or that other person never wants to hear the sorry, because a lot of people don't want to hear it. Yes. You can show it to yourself in a way of forgiveness to yourself, is going, I learned this lesson, okay. So how are we going to show that this lesson is truly meaning I am sorry and I'm going to change? Well, I'm going to do it every day. Even if it's just something that starts off as a change of thought, a little thought each day, or a big thing each day. It doesn't have to be big, but it's one of those that you are consistently showing that you are being a better person from that wrong situation. Yes, very true. Lynn, you know, every time we get together and talk, we could just talk forever. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> we really could. But I, I want to know what inspired you to start your one minute diaries on Instagram? Um, it started with, um, I was doing coaching with Lilima mm -hmm. and um, we was, I wanted to make progress. I realized that I was not making progress um, and I am very much an itchy person. I, if I'm not making progress, I'm stagnant and it, it does my head in. And, um, and I was like, but I have no accountability partner. I'm just like, nobody to go. Because I was doing more than the people around me. Mm -hmm. It was like, I had nobody to go, come on, we're going to push you. We're going to shove our foot up your ass. Let's go. Um, and I was, I was talking to her about it. And she was like, well, well, why don't you do like a 24-hour thing? And we came with, the, with us saying like, where we, I'd do something consistently. Every 24 hours, I would message her with what I'd done. And then, and if I didn't do it, she was going to put Justin Bieber pictures up or Brian Cox. I don't like either of them. I don't like either of them. I'm not saying they might, they might be good people. I just don't personally like them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I started doing it. And then I said, well, how am I going to change to make this into, it started getting to a point where I was like, all right, what more can I do with this? And then it changed into 24 hour challenge via video on Instagram and then it became 30 day challenge doing something every 24 hours mm -hmm. and then I was like I kind of like this after I did the 30 day challenge I was like how can I change this up because I've, I've hit I'm one of those people I hit a goal I don't want to just stop yeah and turn into well you know what I could give little bits of nuggets of every day you don't have to and not only that but Nobody, not everybody has half an hour to take something in or an hour to take something in. Everybody's got a minute. Every, 
a lot of people you sit on the toilet for longer than a minute and you're on your phone (laughs) 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 and basically it was everybody's got a minute Mm -hmm. they've got a minute i've got a minute how about i give them something within that minute yeah on my one minute diary i documented my heartbreak for going through a bad relate like break of a relationship me what i've done and i've been always honest with my feelings within them because they i can't i can't help anybody else if i'm not completely open and honest with my feelings now i don't have to people get this really confused i'm just gonna lay it out you do not have to tell everybody what is going on in your life that is not the meaning of open yes you can be open and tell every bit of information but you don't have to as long as you're open and honest with your feelings yes don't have to say everything that's going on in your life just be honest and open with your feelings and people get that very confused very confused and i'm always open and honest about what i'm feeling like when i put the one up about my when realizing my high function depression had got to me because I know people who could be watching it and they're going, well, somebody else is going through the same shit I am. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's the reason why I do it. Cause not everybody has 30 minutes. Not everybody has an hour. Everybody has a minute mm-hmm. and everybody scrolls, 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 scrolls. So yeah. it's like everybody has a minute. And if I can get something across in a minute, then I made somebody's day better. And I, I did, actually have somebody approach me, woman I know, her, her child used to go to the same dance class that my son did. It's a special needs dance class. Yeah. Uh, but she had to drop out. Uh, she, her little one couldn't manage it anymore due to, uh, to health reasons. And then I saw her and she was just like, you know what, your videos have really helped me. And I was like, really? And she's like, I've been really down just lately and, and watching you go through stuff and seeing you like if you if you do it great if you don't great it's like you you're still doing it and she went it just gives me something to to see somebody else going through it and I was just like oh that's why I was like oh <laughs> all right then I, because I had the realization of I'm doing it to help but I had no idea if I was and honestly I'm not I'm not saying I want to know that I'm helping who every single person that I help right but I've right. not made the connection of Oh, I'm helping. Oh, and somebody's actually been helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's a good feeling. And it, it's power in sharing. You know, it's power in sharing your story. And I know on Instagram for myself, as I do postings and I put information, so many people send me direct messages. It's like, you have no idea how that, how I needed that today. Or they just comment on the post. Like, I really needed that today. Yeah. Um, and so your one minute videos, that's the same thing. It's like, Sometimes you might hear by a person like, oh my God, I needed that today. Mm. And that's that one little nugget, as we spoke earlier, that really helped them to change and go for what they're, um, was reaching for. If that would just lift their mood just a little bit. Just it, taking some, uh, a, a bad day into a not so bad day. It's, it's all helps in the end. All yeah. helps. It's, it's such a blessing to be a help to others and to give from your heart, right? And speak from your feelings and let people see I'm just as human as you are. I have my ups and downs and you know what? 
I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm still going to find something I can give to you. Yeah. Yeah. In the midst of that, right? That, that warrior spirit. <laughs> As I mean, people tell you, the people, I'm sure you hear it a lot, is, oh, you're really strong. I'm so proud. You're really strong. You're really strong. And you're just like, I am just as weak as you. I <laughs> yes. continue on. That is so true. There's like, how did you manage all that? You know, when people read my book or you say such inspirational stuff, do you ever have a bad day? Of course. Yes, I have bad days. <laughs> like, you, would I you, post these? You didn't see me two weeks ago when I was covered in chocolate and didn't <laughs> want to leave my bed. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have no idea that most of the things that when you do your videos and when I do my postings, it's because of some experience that we actually been through. It's a mm -hmm. lesson learned or is it something we're currently going through or something we're headed to or something we desire to have. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why people connect with us, right? Because we're giving from a place of being authentic with ourselves. So we're attracting authentic relationships and connections and having a very impactful, mm -hmm. meaningful impact on others. So that's oh, yeah. Speak volumes. Yeah. It's 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 a process. It, oh. <laughs> a never ending one. A never ending one. But it's a good one. It's yes. It, you can have ups, you can have downs, but if you keep putting your feet one foot in front of the other, even if it's pigeon steps, even you know what? Sometimes you even have to crawl, drag yourself soldier style across the floor. Yes. You, still moving forward it's gonna ache it's gonna feel it's gonna hurt you're gonna wish that you just lie down curled up in a fetus position and never move <laughs> but, but once you get through it i can guarantee it will be worth every struggle every pull forward every cut every bruise every headache every sleepless night every time you ate a full tub of ice cream when you was feeling really low and you really know you shouldn't have yeah that kind of worth it all because once you get to that other end it does make you a strong person you're like you know what if i survive that i can survive more yeah not you want to put yourself through more hell but you've got that that brick there to build yourself stronger yes very true. Well, Lynn, today this dialogue has been such an inspiring dialogue. Oh, thank and you. What is the one thing you would like to leave with the audience today? I think my main one, I've been pushing this a lot. And it's so simple to say, listen. Mm -hmm. But listening is so much more than your ears. Mm. and people just I've realized just lately for one they never seem to have the time to listen with just the ears because you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason yeah so, but I've I've worked on this way of I watch people's body language I listen not just with my ears but with my eyes <laughs> and somebody's reaction within the first two milliseconds of you saying something will tell you all the truth because their body will they'll twitch they'll 
they'll say something and correct themselves very, very quickly. People correct themselves. Once their brain kicks in, they correct themselves very, very quickly. <laughs> and you're just like, but your motor skills move quicker than your brain does because your brain's got to take that information in and then go, what do we say? What do we say? What do we say? What do we say? And it's out. Whereas your mouth generally, and it's got me into a lot of trouble sometimes. My mouth runs quicker sometimes than my brain thinks. Yeah. And <laughs> as well as your body says so much about yeah. what is going on. Like, you can literally see how they're internalizing whatever you say. And like with me, I am very an open person. So my arms fling when I'm speaking. I talk with my hands because I want to create, a, not just what I'm saying. I want to create a full picture. And I want you to see where I'm passionate. And the more I'm passionate about something, the more my hands move. So I'm like, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> And somebody who's not sure, is like timid and very closed up, they'll cross themselves in, they'll pick at their fingers. And it's like, just don't just listen with your ears. Mm-hmm. And also don't just li- don't listen to just respond because you're not actually paying attention. If you miss what they're saying, please ask them to repeat. They will thank you for it. Yes. Look at their body. What is their body saying? Because you will see straight away something and look into their eyes. As I say, it's a difficult one for me. But if they're look if if you're wandering your eyes like all over, oh look at that, there's a fly over there and stuff like that. <laughs> but you look into them for one, they'll know that you're listening to them. Mm-hmm. For two, you will see their feelings. You will yeah. see how they're feeling. And sometimes, if you're anything like me, you'll stop and just give them a hug. I've done it so many times. I've literally stopped conversations like, come here, give me a hug. You look like you need it. And there's been tears. There's been laughs. But really, truly listen, not just with your ears, with your eyes too. Because so much, so much you can learn. It's amazing. Thank you so much for that looking through the eyes is the window to the soul mm. it, is. Right. it is you can really see what's going on with the person you connect and um that's a great experience to know that to pay attention to the motor skills um like you said in that two minute millisecond <laughs> yeah, it really is people correct themselves quicker than you realize but people's attention is all over the place if you're yeah. not true attention and true listening to them you will miss it in a heartbeat yes if and if they don't feel like their person if the other person doesn't feel like they're being listened to they won't speak again and you've missed your window yes you gotta be tapped in and tuned in <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well lynn tell the audience how can they find you and um, they can find me on facebook on twitter and on Instagram, um, all under the name Flamed Lioness. <laughs> I have giant red curly hair, flamed hair. You'll spot me, trust me. <laughs> I also do my podcast, which is A Couple with Mental Health. Um, and I'm on to episode 25 now. Um, and uh, yeah, if you, and also if you, ever need somebody to listen to 
I am always willing to hear people's stories. You'd be surprised sometimes like a third party who doesn't know you can be the best form of, of help as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always free. If you want to talk about your mental health or, or just discuss your day or something, I'm always willing. So you can message me and I'm, I'm free to talk. Well, Lynn, it was a pleasure to have you today. I am so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're such an inspiration. You're so so passionate about mental health. And we need more like you, Lynn. So hopefully someone can clone you one day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, don't do that. (laughs) Well, hold on tight here. We're going to end the recording. We thank you, Lynn. And I will be right with you. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for tuning in to the Awaken Legend podcast, where you find inspiring dialogues and transformational concepts. This is your host, Latrinda George, signing off.